0: You're listening to Real Talk, the best podcast to listen to for the latest in entertainment. I'm Larson Zverny and here in the studio with me, the music enthusiast, Mike Maroney.
1: Hello, hello, hello.
0: Today we'll be talking about our picks for some Oscar noms and so much more. So let's get started. What is up, guys? It is Friday, and... Most importantly, that was still very loud, but it was better, so we're gonna roll with it. Um, <laughs> I don't know, I'm
1: geeking so much. My friend just sent me a thing of noki, and i I couldn't help but be really enthusiastic when I saw it.
0: <laughs> that's a, that's quite all right. So um, it is Friday. most importantly, it is the Friday before my national holiday Oscar Sunday. Um not really an award show that like I avidly like love and look like I look forward to mostly just. It's a time to, like, watch with friends and, like, make predictions. And, like, that's what I love most about it. Mm-hmm. In the grand scheme of things, are the Oscars really the best tell for uh, great movies? Not really. Probably not. Um, But it's always just, like, I don't know. It's a relaxing night. Um, mm-hmm.
1: Entertaining, too. Especially yeah. this year that there's not going to be any hosts. Here,
0: yeah. So. uh, And especially with the music performances, I'm looking forward to seeing Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper perform. I'm wondering if, like, Remy Malek's going to perform as Queen. I think that would be cool. So we'll we'll find out. They haven't really said much about that. Um, But I do keep seeing trailers about see Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper perform at the Oscars this Sunday. And so I am looking for that. It's probably going to be the song. Well, it is going to be the song nominated. Shallow. Yeah. Yeah. because every song nominated for an Oscar gets a performance, so it'll be The Shallow. Um, I'm pretty sure there's a song from the Ballad of Buster Scruggs that's nominated, so there's that to look forward to. But hey, uh, these those aren't the noms we're going to talk about this week. This week we're gonna we're gonna talk about the big three, yep. um, the one that most people care about. I could talk about cinematography. I could talk about directing. I could talk about writing, but. I think what is most interesting and what most people are looking to is uh, Best Picture, Actor in a Leading Role, and Actress in a Leading Role. So let's get started right away. Actor in a Leading Role. The nominees are Rami Malek, Christian Bale, Bradley Cooper, Willem Dafoe, and Viggo Mortensen. I'm going to say that again with their movies. Rami Malek uh, for Bohemian Rhapsody, Christian Bale for Vice... Bradley Cooper for A Star Is Born, Willem Dafoe for An Eternity's Gate, and Viggo Mortensen for Green Book. This is quite an interesting category. Um, it also might be a shutout, uh, mostly because Rami- the only like thing I can say about this category and these nominees is that Remy Malek has already won the BAFTA and the Golden Globe for this role. Wow. Meanwhile, the others, while they've gotten nominations have not won anything. Yeah. So for that reason alone, I'm going to make my prediction is Rami Malek. Mike, who would you have to predict for that category?
1: After watching um, Bohemian Rhapsody yesterday, I I, I got to say I've never been that, or no, it's been a while since I've been that invested in a movie, and I think it's because of Rami Malek, did such a great job playing Freddie Mercury that... I got to say I I agree with you. I think it's either Robbie Malik or I mean, I've never seen Eternity's Gate, but Willem Dafoe seems like he would play a great Van Gogh, but I haven't seen that, so I got to say Robbie Malik.
0: And uh just to continue what you were saying, <coughs> he really was a great Freddie Mercury. It um even to the point of I remember seeing interviews of him talking about how he had to wear those Giant incisors, (laughs) like those fake teeth, um, to just replicate uh, Freddie Mercury's actual teeth. Mm -hmm. And um, he really did dive himself into that role to the point where Remy Malik is so known for his role as Mr. Robot, where it's that (laughs) monotone and young and serious and like um, that, like dark. Yeah, very dark. And you would think it'd be really hard to like picture him in any other role uh, without thinking of Mr. Robot I was yeah. not think, thinking Mr. Robot at all I was seeing Freddie Mercury on the screen and I thought that was really cool um, I think yeah overall um, his performance really stood out do um, you agree? yeah I mean yeah, like looking I, at the I others really I think Viggo Mortensen definitely has a chance I'm Pretty sure, Um, Mike, if you could look this up, but he was nominated uh, for a movie last year. uh, And I thought he won, but no, he definitely did not win. But he was nominated. Uh, So he definitely, this is not Viggo Mortensen's first nomination. He was nominated for, um, it's a very obscure movie and I can't remember it now. Um, you uh, might, isn't Viggo Mortensen also a Lord of the Rings, right?
1: Yeah. He's Aragorn. Yeah. And I know he probably got a lot of awards for that too, because he played the hell out of that character. Um,
0: uh, I think the only other, the popular choice for this category would be Bradley Cooper. I think a lot of people are really hoping he'd get that. I don't know if he will though. I think he's got a better chance um if we're going to root for Bradley Cooper for anything i think we we should root for him for like directing um
1: did he direct he he yeah so born? his d-
0: directing debut ah um so that also would help him on his side uh, help on his side knowing that it's his first film ever directed so
1: I- Vigo Mortensen in 2017 was a nominee for Best performance by a, by an actor in a leading role for Captain Fantastic. Yes. And then in 2008 for the same award for Eastern Promises, which i never heard. But I have heard of Captain Fantastic.
0: I'm uh, getting a lot of comments right now um, from listeners saying, uh, I'm assuming they're referring to Bradley Cooper saying he was amazing in all caps. <laughs> and I think that's the general consensus from the uh just overall, people seeing that movie are like, "Yeah, he's really good." Um, but I, when you look at like really what this award needs to go to, it's, it's, it's not just. I don't know. I feel like there's not enough depth. Now I'm gonna watch, A Star Is Born this weekend because I can finally rent it. So that is my goal. Um, but from what I've seen in trailers and clips and stuff, I can't imagine there's a lot of depth in that role, whereas there is so much in Remy Malek's role. There's a lot of depth, and not even that, but he even has the challenge of having to portray someone that's already existed and already so well-known. And if he totally botched it, if people went out and said, oh, that was nothing at all like Freddie Mercury, I feel like, no, he's not going to win. But because while he did get some some uh, critiques for how he portrayed the role and, and how I, the movie portrays, they always
1: do in that kind of situation.
0: They always will. Overall, the someone. general the general feeling was no, he did pretty well. Yeah. Um and he really did. And
1: I'm not even so, that big of a fan of. I mean, I'm I enjoy listening to them, but like I I've never like known much about the members of the band, and besides Freddie, sort of, but. Like this kind of actually gave me a deeper insight into like what happened behind the scenes and like how he separated from them for a little bit because he was kinda of, he was feeling himself and then he came back once he figured out he or once he discovered he had AIDS and only yeah. a limited amount of time left to live. I I oh it was awesome.
0: Uh and to make a quick correction, uh the comments saying he was amazing was referring to Remy Malik. So, that's oh. interesting. I I, I it's it, interesting to point out because I feel like um Remy Malik's role is a role that like a lot of like cr- critics would talk about and praise and Bradley Cooper's like the like the general movie goer role that everyone's going to talk about and praise and there's not like a lot of in between. So, yeah. That's what that's what I would think at first. So yeah. to hear that like no there are people that are um loving Remy Malek as well and critics that are also loving Bradley Cooper. That's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, to Probably different that audiences. you can make your performance that well, that like it gets everyone's attention, not just the real like movie critics and, or like, uh, like the film majors. Yeah. Um, or like, or just like the general public. Um, which which are just an important factor. I'm not trying to like demean the general public moviegoer. They are very important. In fact, they're like the majority of the money for a movie. So like they are just as important. Um, but yeah, so it, it's cool when a movie gets attention from both types of viewers.
1: Did you know that they like multiple renditions of A Star Is Born? Have been made in the past too. Like, there's been two or the three yeah, other yeah, there's yeah, yeah. Like
0: yeah, Barbara Streisand was in one, I believe, and <laughs> Judy Garland was it Barbara Streisand? Problem. At least yeah, Judy Garland it was. was it Barbara Streisand? I'm, yeah, it was and then Judy Garland was in another. I think there's four total now. So Lady Gaga's in the fourth.
1: Huh.
0: Um, and has she ever
1: like actually acted? I know she' there's that like documentary about her on streaming sites, but like I I've I never think this is her,
0: her technically her acting debut.
1: She did. Um, she did uh, American Horror Story though. Yeah, too.
0: yeah, no, no. Uh, yeah. Excuse me. She but did do that. That was yeah. a
1: TV show. This is maybe her first film that she's been yeah. in. Yeah.
0: But it's definitely not a acting debut because she got that with American Horror Story. Mm-hmm. Let's move on. Actress in a leading role. Um, this one's tough. This one's tough. Um, we got. Uh, this is when I'm gonna botch names, but we got <laughs> Yalitsa. Apar- aparicio yep. for Roma. Um, we got Glenn Close for the wife. Glenn Close. Olivia Coleman for the favorite. Um, Lady Gaga and Lady, Ga- Lady Gaga for a Star is Born. And then this wild card here, <coughs> Melissa McCarthy. Can you ever forgive me? Uh, there's. Uh, I was that's just talk- not me asking Melissa Carthy the movie she's in is. Can you ever forgive me? I was
1: just talking to someone today that said that she had watched Can You Forgive Me yesterday, and she said it was okay. It just was a- okay. Yeah.
0: Well, is it a drama or a comedy? Probably I've only a drama. heard the title.
1: Probably a drama.
0: I I think it is a drama, which is interesting because she's known for like Life of a Party, which is just that ridiculous comedy, and
1: well, there's this there's this huge saga of comedians that take up really serious roles and nail it and like Jason Bateman and like in Ozark and I don't know so many other examples that I can't think of right now but
0: so this category has a lot more um to say uh by the
1: way I'll I'll always think of Glenn Close as uh Corella DeVille in live action (laughs) 101 Dalmatians
0: exactly so Melissa McCarthy is going to be, like, the wild card for this category. Mm-hmm. But then we got Lady Gaga, who's going to be definitely, I feel like, the popular choice, the one that everyone's going to root for. Um, and then... Uh,
1: I'd be really happy if uh, Yalitza got it, though, for Roma. M-
0: meanwhile, the film connoisseurs are, go- as I put in quotes, the film connoisseurs are probably going to be rooting for Olivia Coleman. Um, She's done other work uh, for Yargo. Oh, what's the director's name? It's like Yorgo Larthamos. Okay. I'll let you look that up. But uh, I know he directed The Lobster, which is on Netflix. Um, She's she's also... I'm looking forward to see her in uh, The Crown. She's going to be replacing Claire Foy um, as Queen Elizabeth II because... Now that now Queen Elizabeth's much older in season three, so they wanted an older actress. So I'm looking forward to seeing her in that. So she has like that background, and she's definitely not, um, um, not unknown. Uh, uh, to awards, she uh, got for this role the BAFTA as uh, but that's not really a surprise there because uh, she's British. Um, and it was in the British, the Baptist is a British award show and I'm pretty sure she, the award she got was even like, uh, best British leading actress or something like that. It was very specific, but I still don't think it would even go to her. I think the, bi- the biggest two that I'm having my eyes on are Glenn Close, who won the Golden Globe for her role in The Wife. Um... And then Yalitza Aparicio, who is brand new to movies, <laughs> brand new to awards. She is this young face um, in this lead role, Roma, which is kind on of- Netflix. And really, honestly, it's a long shot, but she's not totally out of it. She's not totally out of it like I would say Melissa McCarthy would be. So honestly, in one prediction, I said it was going to be Glenn Close, um, but uh, that Is was for Glenn, the Marquette Tribune. Um, has she
1: won uh, any Oscars before?
0: Uh, look that up as well. Um, I I think Glenn Close. I I made her my prediction for the Marquette Tribune. Yeah, but she, for, looks,
1: she looks naked in her IMDb page because she's wearing a one of those like low cut dresses. Oh. and that uh, there's like doesn't have any. And uh, then the picture ends on the sh- shoulder stuff. <laughs> All
0: right. <laughs> All right. <laughs>
1: um let's see here
0: so so i made that prediction for the Mercta tribune but th- for my for the sakes of my podcast i want to go a little different and i'm gonna put out there that i think the award's gonna go to yalitza a- i need to pronounce this Apar- Apar- aparicio. There we go. Aparicio. aparicio it's the ai in spanish that gets me um Yalitza upart I seal. She's
1: um Glenn has never won an Oscar.
0: Glenn is not. She's definitely been she's, nominated. She's been
1: though. nominated. This is her seventh time yeah. being nominated.
0: So I I'm thinking Glenn Close is gonna win and I made that prediction somewhere else, but for the sakes of this podcast, I'm gonna go with Yalitza What about you?
1: I let's see here. Let me see. Get those back up. Um, I haven't seen, so I watched the first half hour of Roma, and then I fell asleep. (laughs) Not because of the movie, just because I was tired when I watched it. So, and I haven't, I haven't honestly seen any of these, but I'm just going to go with the popular opinion here, and I'm going to say Lady Gaga, because from what I've heard her I I... I, I do want to watch Stars is Born more than the others. Here. I think
0: she's going to be like third choice. I I would love to see her win, but she's already going to get the Oscar for best song. So,
1: I've never I've never even heard of Olivia Coleman before.
0: Uh, I really haven't either, honestly. Uh, other than like looking her up, I saw that she was in The Lobster, which is a movie I haven't seen, but I know it's on Netflix and um I'm not like driven to see it.
1: That guy's the director's name is Yargos Lanthimos yeah. by the way.
0: Um he is a also name. a director that like I know a lot of people have heard of and I like I'm familiar like I I had heard of the title of The Lobster. Um
1: That's like the most Greek name Yargos Lanthimos.
0: Uh but moving on. Let's go with best picture. So, for best picture our nominees. Oh, did I not put it on here? Oh, pull it up.
1: Oh wow, Emma Stone is get is what? nominee for actress in a supporting role, for favorite.
0: What? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah she is. Um, sh- but she and her co-star in that movie were nominated for a Golden Globe, and both of them lost to. Someone else Uh And so I don't think she's got it for the Oscar But anyways best picture Here we are We got the popular film Black Panther Which I am like Halfway through on Netflix Uh Black Klansman Bohemian Rhapsody The favorite Green Book Roma <laughs> A Star is Born Vice Um and
1: i did not like black panther i thought black panther was so boring compared to the other marvel movies and I, like that is i've never felt that bored during a marvel film there was like i did not enjoy it there was I, not much going I'm,
0: on. i'm i'm watching it like just like on while i'm doing other stuff and i'm finding that i'm really not paying attention to it
1: yeah it's just not captivating Like. other Marvel films are
0: it's cool to see all that representation and diversity I love that a lot but like
1: yeah but just like I don't know I don't know from a technical side it's not it's not really doesn't really capture any enthusiasm from me
0: so I think the three biggest contenders are Bohemian Rhapsody Roma and Green Book I don't think A Star Is Born's got it and I think the rest are pretty much out
1: have you seen Green Book
0: uh, I have not, but I hear a lot of praise for it.
1: So wait, so that's the one where Vigo is like a manager for an African American singer, yeah. or yeah, like he's music, like a jazz artist. Jazz artist, um, and like it's what during the nineteen fifties, forties kind of time. Yeah. So it's all that racial um, yeah bias um, and all that prejudice. That, okay. Exactly.
0: Yeah, I, that's. I remember watching that trailer and wanting to see it um what here's the thing for this category i would love it if romo won because they're also it's also nominated for foreign language film and i would love it to win that as well because i think that would be really cool if a movie could win best picture and foreign language film i think that might be history breaking and i think that'd just be really cool to see yeah um but i don't know I think depending how the academy goes this year, because they're always slightly different in their what they're looking for, I think it's either Bohemian Rhapsody or Green Book. And man, did I love Bohemian Rhapsody! It was good. It was captivating. Um, I thought the directing was very clear. We're not, um, was very clear. Uh, I loved like the cinematography and the coloring. I thought it just it looked really oh, cool. On that screen. one
1: shot where they get to the barn. And it's the time lapse yeah. from the day to the night to the
0: sunset. It's it, amazing. There was a visually, it really did look really good. And I don't know if the writing was like the strongest, but it was. It, it did what it needed to do. And I think its editing was really smart. But I'm gonna say Green Book as the winner as best picture.
1: You haven't even seen it
0: though. But I've I've heard so many good things. I'm looking at trailers, and I'm do, like, and from my other research, it here's the thing: Bohemian Rhapsody won the Golden Globe for uh, best drama, and then Green Book won for best musical or comedy. Um, so they both got the Golden Globe for best film in their genre. Um, but in the Oscars, it's not about genre; it's just best picture. And so that's why I'm saying it's down to those two, and I think ultimately it's going to come to Green Book. I've heard so, too much praise about it. Compared. Also, here's the other thing: uh, there's that controversy surrounding the director of Bohemian Rhapsody, who was just completely rude and just like horrible to work with with Rami Malek, and just um, made like his time on set like horrible. Um, and then also with just a lot of claims against him. I, I feel like the Oscars don't want to honor that guy. Um, now, really, for Best Picture, are they honoring the director? You can argue that no, they're honoring the producers because they're the ones that go up on the stage and accept the <laughs> award. Um, and ultimately, it was the producers that fired the director. So
1: and the cinematographer.
0: And then if they fired the cinematographer no, as they well. No,
1: didn't, didn't fire. But I think that would. They would probably go up there for Best Picture too.
0: Yeah. I'm, I'm just speak, talking about the controversy. Um, mm-hmm. I think, I still think Green Book. What, what are you going to say?
1: Um, you know, I'm, I love Bohemian Rhapsody, and I saw it. I haven't seen Green Book yet, so I'm going to say Bohemian Rhapsody. <laughs> Although right. you bring up a great point that I don't think they would want to bring light to uh, that that director Um, or you know Vice I'm going to go with Vice
0: you're going to go with Vice you're going to go complete wild card Mm -hmm. alright well there you have it folks Um, those are our predictions for the Oscars Um, tune in this Sunday to watch and see uh, how right Larson is and how wrong Mike is (laughs) um
1: It's going to be the other way around, but probably not, but we'll
0: see. We're going to move on to what I'm looking forward to this week. Uh, This week, I want to bring up a film that I'm really excited to see. Uh, I'm looking forward to an upcoming horror film called The Curse of La Llorona, coming out in April I don't usually get too excited about horror films, but this one looks especially interesting. Because it's
1: in Spanish?
0: Um, partly that, but also it features a cast of mostly Hispanic actors, bringing a much-needed diversity to the industry, and I, I really like that, and I think that's really cool, and I also just am really captivated by this story. Trisha, I'm very sorry about your loss. It's your loss! I can't even imagine how you must feel. Your children. Rancing. Rancing.
1: Are safe now. But have they heard her crying? Have they felt the sting of her tears? They will. And she will come for them. Who? La Llorona. The curse of La Llorona. And I am looking forward to um, this new movie, Yesterday, that's coming out pretty soon. Um, it's about a guy who um, falls asleep. Um, in a world where the Beatles existed and everyone knew who they were and wakes up in a world where no one knows who the Beatles were. They never made anything and he's the only one that remembers how to play their songs. So he um, becomes famous for this writing, playing the songs that they wrote and, you know, it goes from there. It's a really cool idea. I'm, I'm really pumped to see it. What happened? Aww. Electricity flicked off all over the world. Cheese.
0: <laughs>
1: yesterday, Ellie bought you a present. All my troubles seem wow. so far away. Now it looks as though they're here to stay. Oh, I believe in yesterday.
0: Oh Why did you write
1: that? I didn't write it. Paul McCartney wrote it. The Beatles. Who? No, stop it. Yesterday, really? it's one of the greatest songs ever written. Well, it's not Coldplay. It's not Fix You. Oh, yeah, I'll tell you something. I want Hi. We should talk. See, we pay, and you write songs, and then you make a ton of money. And then we take most of it.
0: The one, the only. Jack Mallet!
1: We would like you to write something right now. Hey dude, are you sure? Hey dude, it's
0: so much better. And moving on, uh, song pick of the week. Uh, this week I have two picks. Do two. a two. Do s- a This week I have two picks um, that I I couldn't decide. I am a very indecisive individual, and I needed I could not pick. So. I'm going with two. Uh, The first is Bloodline by Ariana Grande. This whole album has been my obsession each week. Every song is more uh, personal and very well produced by Max Martin, who, quote, has a supernatural way of making pain and suffering sound like beams of light. And I couldn't agree more. But I'm soon going to replace that obsession with Avril Lavigne's Head Above Water This album is six years in the waiting, and every song has taken on a whole new sound for Levine. She finally released it last Friday, and I've been listening to it and listening to it. Um, I'd like to bring specific attention to Warrior, the finale to the album. And with this song, she leaves listeners on a positive note with a song about resilience and strength. You can listen to both these songs on Apple Music, Spotify, or wherever you get your music. And those are my song picks of the week.
1: And my song pick of the week is Me and You by Hone and Tom Mish. I think it's it's capital H-O-N-N-E. And then Tom Mish is featured in it.
0: All right, that's all we have for this week. But before we go, we're going to try a new segment. Uh, If you don't know, Mike is oh. quite the impressionist
1: <laughs> not, not new but new on this show
0: uh, he is quite the impressionist thank you um he does a really good kermit the frog and so i've decided i'm going to give him random situations in which he then has to be kermit the frog <laughs> in that situation <laughs> so for this random situation picture this yeah you're at a train station And your trains, you can see it. It's pulling up like it's getting close and it's about to stop. And you have to get to the train before it takes off and leaves. But the problem is, is the station's really busy. There's a lot of people. People are really close together. So it's very crowded and packed. Mm -hmm. And you have to get through all the people. Oh, Hey, hey,
1: hey, move, man. Wow. Hey, can't you see I'm trying to get on the train, man? Look, I got these two bags, and my wife is over there. Miss Piggy, I don't know if you know her, but hey, we got to get to Munich, man. <coughs> hey, 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 I got a ticket on that train, and I don't think that you do, so just <laughs> politely move out of the way, please, and I'm going to get on the train. I'm going to talk to the conductor. If you don't move... I am going to yell. (laughs) How's that?
0: All right. (laughs) Nice going. Nice work. Nice work. Well, that's all we have for this week. As always, make sure to follow Real Talk on SoundCloud or Apple Podcasts and leave a review to help attract new listeners. I would greatly appreciate that. Well, thank you for listening, and I will see you next week.